Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Hi. Hello. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Chaotic. Chaotic energy now every single time. It's chaos now because I no longer wait for you to speak. <laughs> now we're going to have just... to coordinate. Like we're going to have to go back and forth or something so that we know who is going first oh, every gosh. time. Do you remember <laughs> the days before quarantine when we would have to have the conversation every time about who did the spiel the last yeah. time? I don't even think about it. Like honestly, when I'm editing, I use the same one Me too. every time I edit. And so occasionally I'll listen to it, but almost never. Like I just like plop it in. Yeah. And then just move on with the editing. So yeah. If, if ever we record in person again, <laughs> I'm going to have to refresh myself about what's, even what we say. Yeah. Like, what's I, funny is like I was filling something out for us. Like I was writing something out where I had to like describe what our show was like if I was to pitch the show how would I describe it so I kind of went off of like what our spiel is in the beginning and then elaborated on that but I had to kind of like stop and close my eyes and like go through the whole thing in my head visualize you know like when you have something so memorized in your body that like if you just take a second you can like feel it but you have to say the whole thing you can't just say like a part of it it's you muscle know? memory for yeah, sure. It's I have to I have to point out because this is so cute and I don't usually record with my bedroom door open. My bedroom door is open and Matilda, my cat, has been doing this thing like every night we keep all of the cat's toys in like a basket. Mm-hmm. And she has been the last few nights going into her basket and taking out one toy at a time oh. and piling them up in the hallway. So I can see her do it. She's like bringing them and dropping them in the hallway. So like she's dragging like literally 15 toys. But just one at a time. You know, animals have their reasons for everything they do. I always say that particularly with Dorothy because she is such a particular dog. Like watching her make a bed is fascinating. Like the way she twists the blankets and moves it and like is crazy. They're so particular. Um, but like once she was like digging in the couch for something and um, whoever I was with was like, Dorothy, stop, stop, stop. And I was like, well, she's doing like, There's got to be a reason. And sure enough, there's she had, a method. Yeah. She had buried a bone down like it went like under the cushion and I had to like help her find it. And I was like, where on earth? Did that come to your mind or any animals are nuts? Yeah, I don't know why she's doing this, but I know that there has to be a reason. There's a yeah. method to the madness. I was just I'm just say, not privy to it. There's always a method to the madness. Always, always. Oy. All right. Should we start talking well, about? Before we start talking about yes, the news. See, I knew this is what was going to happen. Thank you, Keegan. <laughs> I did want to let our listeners know that we are coming up on our third year anniversary our three-year three? anniversary yeah wow that's wild um so <laughs> we're coming up on our three-year anniversary in january and for our first 
anniversary, our one year, we did an Ask Me Anything episode where you listeners submitted questions to us that you would like answered. Uh, and we did the whole episode kind of just talking to you, yeah. which was really fun. And I feel like our podcast has grown so much. Thank you so much for everybody who um, has been here since the beginning and everybody new who has come yeah. on since then. It's been such a wonderful journey. Um, so... With that said, we are hoping to do another Ask Me Anything episode next month. So if you have questions that you would like us to answer, it can be literally anything. It can be about feminism. It can be about our personal lives. It can be about absolutely anything. Yep. Please feel free to email those to us at angry, wait, at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or you can DM us. Um, on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We would be happy uh, to get those questions from you and to answer them on our Ask Me Anything anniversary episode. Yeah, uh, we will give you a more specific date um, momentarily. I'm looking at the calendar right now, and I would say if we could have them all in by like the 18th of January, that would be great because we actually uploaded our first episode on January 22nd. 2018. Wow. And we will, um, of course, remind you on these yes. episodes. And we will be posting reminders on social media as well. So just look out for those. Uh, if that's something that you are interested in doing at all, we Definitely. would love to have them. So, And what else are we going to remind them of? Wasn't there something else? I really feel like there was. There totally I, we literally was. just talked about it. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I know what it is. We're not going to have a mini episode next week. That's correct. Yes, because of the holiday next week, we will not be doing our usual mini episode next Friday because next Friday is Christmas and I am going to be cooking a gigantic meal. It's the only thing I'm looking forward to because I've been stuck in my house I know. for ever. I know. I asked Max yesterday. I was like, what are we going to do for Christmas? And I was like, wait, why am I asking? It's literally just like all the meals we're making. Like I'm going to make Christmas Eve uh, the chili, my family's chili. And then I make my mom's breakfast the next morning that we've always had for Christmas morning. And then Max, I believe, is going to make brisket. He's mentioned brisket. Mm, so he can't, he can't back out on that now, right? Well, this is the year we always make ham or I always make ham for Christmas. I love a good Christmas ham. But this year, I'm like, you know what? It's a non-traditional Christmas. Mm -hmm. Let's do some non-traditional stuff. So I think I'm going to make a prime rib instead this year um, to, you know, mix it up, do something a little bit different. Oh but I'm actually seriously looking forward to just spending the whole day listening to Christmas music and cooking. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked. So I'm feeling the same way. Like, I just want to watch fun Christmas movies and eat Christmas cookies and... Mm -hmm. FaceTime with family and eat good food. It's going to be great. It's going to be simple. It's going to be very irregular, but it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. All, All right. right. Let's jump into the story, shall we? We shall. Let's just get the major bummer out of the way, okay? Like on a, on a super depressing note, New Zealand yesterday had four count them, four new COVID cases and zero deaths since September. Australia had 12 new COVID cases and also zero deaths in the month of December. 
the United States had 201,000 new cases yesterday and about 3,000 deaths. So there's that. I'm going to start with that before I go into this second half. There was a mayor in Dodge City, Kansas. Her name is Joyce Warshaw. She passed a mask mandate. And after doing so, she received such violent and threatening hate mail. What? That she resigned from office. (gasps) Resigned? She resigned and granted um, she's only a few weeks before the end of her term. Oh, okay. So she resigned just a little bit early. However, these messages that she was getting, one of them read, we're coming to get you. Um, Murder was used several times. And there was just a, was it a governor that was kidnapped? Who? What what was her office Um, that she held? There was a governor, Gretchen... um, can't remember her last name, but, but governor, the governor from, right? Michigan, from Michigan. From Michigan. Yeah. Okay. She was, there was a plan for her to be uh, yes, kidnapped. Yes, it was an attempted wasn't, kid, Did I say that she was kidnapped? I meant attempted kidnapped. Sorry. Yeah, an but, attempted kidnapping. I also want to apologize to everybody. I had a holiday Christmas party today, so I have had two glasses of champagne before we even began this. So if I seem spacey, that's probably <laughs> why. Um, I also like kind of took a day off, even though I'm unemployed, I'm not like driving or doing anything today. So I've had a couple glasses of wine, but I am drinking water. <laughs> and then I'm going to have eggnog and chai during our full. Right. Like, I, do know, I do know how Michigan is pronounced and it is not Michigan like I just said. It is so. not Michigan. It is not. So it, there's it is that. Michigan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you can't take those things lightly and I appreciate the fact that people do not take those death threats lightly because I feel like there was probably a time where you know it's like oh people are pulling pranks or whatever but clearly we know now that people are willing to do very crazy things for very very small inconveniences such as wearing masks which is it's absurd to me you guys it's not a big wear a mask it's not that hard right well people are taking it so personally as though this is kind of like some kind of assault on their liberty when that's really not what's happening here and she kind of says it like that she says our nation is seeing so much divisiveness and so much inappropriate bullying that is accepted and it just worried me and I think that's valid because you don't know what people are capable of or what they'll do. And like we just said, there have been these kind of vast conspiracies to kidnap governors over these lockdown orders or these mask mandates. Um, But it's kind of wild because you have all these public health officials calling for universal mask wearing. And you also have Joe Biden saying that he is going to implement a nationwide mask mandate for Mm -hmm. the first 100 days of his presidency. So her supporting this mask mandate in her city, it makes sense. It's in line with everything that the experts are saying. And she did come out and say that despite the threats, she doesn't regret voting in favor of the mask mandate. And she said, quote, this is harder for me than people realize. I really love this city with all my heart. I still believe in this city and I believe in their ability to not harm one another. It's just such a scary place to be. And I really do not envy 
um, the people who are having to make these decisions right now? No, not at all. Well, that actually kind of goes into what I wanted to talk about, and that was Tom Cruise hating COVID as much as I do. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I have a lot to say about Tom Cruise, though. Like, okay. Well, just off the bat, I don't like Tom Cruise. I don't like him. I don't agree with the man on anything that he has ever said except for this. <laughs> like, he makes a few good points in this uh, curse word filled rant that he made. What do you what are your thoughts on it before we get into it? Well, um, first of all, I do suggest everybody go listen to it so that they can make their own conclusions. About yeah, it. Um, I think that the points that he makes are valid points. I think for somebody in a position of power like Tom Cruise, having been on film sets, to speak to his crew like that is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. I, I don't think him speaking to his crew in that way um, is okay at all. So there's that. I also remember over the summer that Tom Cruise went to an in-person screening of Tenant in an effort to revive this the film industry, uh, and so that feels a little hypocritical to me. Well, and also, Tom Cruise makes so much money that if you are going to start screaming and yelling about how people are losing their jobs and the industry is falling apart, you yeah. know what? You have millions of dollars that you could donate to crew members um, who you right. know are suffering from this. But right. with that said... Well, and that's what I think that he was really yelling about, is I don't think it was so much about the fact that they weren't following the guidelines for the sake of everybody's health but more so the fact that this movie has already been shut down at one point because people had tested positive uh so i think it's one of those things where it's like he i don't know it's hard because i i think he makes so here we'll just start talking about it so there there was an audio recording that was released by the sun uh, a couple days ago where he is just screaming and swearing at his crew on the Mission Impossible 7 film set in England for not adhering to the COVID-19 guidelines. He, The things that I like is that he made it very clear how fortunate they were to be working, reminding them of how much of Hollywood has lost their jobs during the pandemic. I think it's important that even if you're in a place of like high status to recognize the fact that you're really lucky that you get to be on these sets and everything like that during this time. Um, so I'm obviously not going to have the same uh, vigor and intensity as Tom Cruise did, but I'm going to blandly read you a bit of what he said. He said, We are the gold standard. They're back in Hollywood right now, making movies right now because of us, because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. I'm sorry. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. You can tell it to the people who are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of this fucking industry. And I'm like, first of all, no, it's you don't. It's very high and mighty to me. Like, the, the thing is, the sentiment, I can get behind the yes. sentiment. I can't get behind the way he delivered it. I think it's inappropriate because he's yelling at them because they were standing too close, which I, I, I get it. I understand the frustration and I think the frustration is very valid. Right. I think the way he went about delivering it to people who are making half a percentage, like half a percentage point what he is making yeah. um, in life is 
to me, I don't know, it just rubs me very wrong for him to basically what it feels like to me. And maybe I'm wrong. And so tell me your opinion, because like what it feels like to me is that you are almost putting the weight of this pandemic on the shoulders of these people. When in reality, to me, I'm like, the fact that we've had things shut down forever is a a lapse of judgment on the government's part. Right. Um, Yes, we all need to be doing the things that we're doing. But the fact is, you have the industry has been opened. People are going to work. Right. For me, I feel like I understand his like burst of anger because from me hearing it and feeling the anger of seeing people getting together outside my door and getting close and not wearing masks and not being respectful. Also right now doing deliveries where people are coming up to me not wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. Like it's starting to really fucking get to me and make me very angry where I'm just calling everybody out on it now. So if it was something that was happening repeatedly and it's been told that you shouldn't do it, like I completely understand that like moment of being like, what the fuck? Like we've been through this. But you're a boss. Do you know what I mean? You, it's you're the boss. Like he's an executive producer on this show. It's inappropriate. If at my job, my boss yelled at me like that in yeah. front of everybody. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. Even if you're going to fire someone, you take them in privately. You say this is why. And then you can have a company wide meeting where you say so and so and so and so were just taken off of this project because they didn't adhere to these rules. Totally. So moving forward, everybody needs to adhere to these rules. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm them, just. Like, used to getting yelled at by directors but that's and not stuff. right you should be getting <laughs> that's why i don't think like i that. thought any like i didn't even consider that like it didn't like that didn't even cross my mind i was like yeah if you're on a crew you better fucking like shape up because they're gonna fucking yell at you like but, but they shouldn't and i hate that about the film industry i hate that we just accept that directors are allowed to be abusive like i was just re-watching the shining the other night and oh my I was God. Like, you know what? It's really not OK that we just accept that these people are creative geniuses and they're allowed to inflict trauma on people because yeah. of that. And again, I think the sentiment is spot on. I don't have a problem with the sentiment. I have a problem with the delivery. And then there is something very high and mighty to me about Tom Cruise, this incredibly privileged person. Um, yeah, this uh, cultish creepy crazy (laughs) dude you know what I mean like Tom Cruise is not like anybody that I would ever say that you should look to for advice or (laughs) to admire you know what I mean but like he yeah I I will say he's making very valid points yeah I don't want to shit on everything because I do think that the points are valid it's just maybe it's just my own personal experience but hearing him talk that way to people who are underneath him yeah triggered me (laughs) oh see I was just everything he was saying I was like yeah I mean I was not it was definitely aggressive I don't like people yelling people yelling is like the scariest thing to me so yes if I was in person very true I wouldn't like that that would be very scary for me but I also really appreciated the fact that a lot of the things that he said were said. I I appreciate the fact that it got out and that people are hearing it, but I don't, I completely agree. I didn't think of it that way because, like I said, it didn't really seem that weird to me. I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to yell at you. Don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and there's something very strange in our culture because I've seen both takes, people who are in support of the way that he responded and people who are opposed to the way that he responded And I do think that there is something very strange about our culture that we 
are very are applaud when people react this way because we're like everyone was thinking it and I'm like yeah everyone was thinking it and it is like we're all fucking sick of this and yeah. we do want this we do want to be able to open things safely and we want people to abide by rules and we get really like frustrated when they don't totally but but yeah it's I the don't delivery know. I, I it's, see it it's totally both ways. it's totally the delivery of how he did it I completely agree that there's other ways that he could have made a statement or gone about it that could have been much more professional and adult, frankly. But um, I do appreciate some of the things that he said, particularly about people not being able to feed their families or pay for college educations because there's a lot of people that do PA work to pay for college or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. like that, you know, where I do appreciate where if somebody on a lower level doesn't have the authority to get mad and say something, that at least it was brought up. So... Yes, I agree. A little bit of good, a little bit of bad. And we also don't know what happened before that, what led him to that point. I understand that people can snap. (laughs) I get that. Um, Yeah. So I do understand it. Yeah, I'd be interested to know the lead up to the whole thing. Yeah, but that's kind of a good segue into the next thing that I have to talk about, uh, which is that finally, here in the United States, there is, we think, a new stimulus bill on the way. (sighs) So... Congress appeared to be closing on a deal um, on a Wednesday night. Mitch McConnell, who is the disgusting Senate Majority Leader, he privately told Republican colleagues that he feared voter frustration would topple Georgia's two incumbent senators uh, next month. So we have those Senate runoffs coming up. And those senators, uh, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, are getting fucking hammered basically and a large part of that is because of this pandemic stress yeah people are pissed um that we have not received any kind of relief for the last eight months and so they are getting basically peppered with questions um whenever they're while they're campaigning for this runoff about what they're going to do because they are currently in the senate and they're not doing anything and so people are holding them accountable in georgia good um which they should be but what's very frustrating to me is we had one stimulus bill of twelve hundred dollars um a person and that was eight months ago yeah it was eight months ago that that was passed which I think someone did the math and it comes out to something like I think at this point it's like two dollars a day that (laughs) each person got for how long we've been in lockdown oh my god has given us so there has been no relief since then like we just said people are losing their homes yeah Um, they aren't able to to feed their families for the first time I think I read for the first time Maybe ever there has been a dip in sales in November and December, which are typically high retail months. Yeah. Because of the holidays. People can't afford to buy Christmas presents. No. Shoplifting for food is at an all time high in the mm. United States because people don't have money because I, I personally know people who have been out of work since March. Yeah. They have not worked a job since March. Um, So it's very, very frustrating that it took Mitch McConnell having his people get hammered that they might lose this Senate runoff election to actually do something that made him say, "Okay, I will agree to a deal. It's evil. It's pure evil. These people are fucking like. Yeah, I just 
I don't know. I have many thoughts and feelings, and I don't know how to express any of them into words that are going to be helpful in any way, shape, or form. It's terrible. I mean, like, honestly, if you can sleep at night knowing that the people that you are meant to protect, because what was holding this up was that McConnell wanted to have liability protections for businesses and schools um, that, you know, to keep people from being able to sue them right. if they got sick with COVID um, or if their family member died of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so Mitch McConnell was refusing to pass a stimulus bill that didn't have that protection in it. Yeah. And the Democrats were saying, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, people should be allowed to seek um, some kind of compensation or something, go through legal channels, if they were meant to work through COVID and their employer knew that they were putting them at risk. Yeah. Right? He has since decided, you know, we'll just drop that so that we can pass this bill. But if you feel sorry for these businesses, which... I can understand maybe off the top of your head being like, you know what? Businesses are being hit hard, too. You should know that this is why those are those things are in place. There was a Publix, which I believe is in the UK, that is currently being sued in a COVID-19 wrongful death suit um, because there was a worker there who was 70 years old who worked at the Publix deli and he was not allowed to wear a mask to work. What? He died alone (gasps) after saying goodbye to his four children over Zoom. <gasps> and they are now suing Publix, as they should. He was not allowed to wear a mask at work. Why? What so, was their reasoning for not being able to wear a mask I at don't work? Know. That's absurd. He works I don't know. at a deli. The son of a Tyson's food, a Tyson Foods employee who died of COVID-19 complications has filed a lawsuit this week that company managers bet money on how many employees <gasps> would test positive for COVID. Oh. So... Mitch McConnell wanted to pass this stimulus bill offering broad liability protections for businesses who were doing things like this. Fuck that shit. Not okay, right? No. <laughs> so That shit um, scares me. Like, I always, like, if I get food from restaurants, I'm like, please have worn your mask properly. And your gloves. And your gloves. Because, yes. like, oh, yes. God, going into restaurants and picking things up. There's some small restaurants I've gone into with people with, like, just the chin diapers on. And I'm like, I mm. don't want to eat anything you've been near. A hundred percent. Ooh, I don't like it. Um, So the checks are anticipated. And this is another thing. Like, okay, thanks, I guess, for giving us something. But right. the checks are anticipated to be around 600 to 700 per person. After eight months, like, that that doesn't even cover, like, half of rent are in Los Angeles. Are you kidding me? It's insane. That's it's nothing. It's nothing. Democrats are pushing for a repeat of the $1,200 checks that we received in spring. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Like that's, it's looking more like it's going to be maybe around the $700 range. That's so. absurd to me. That is absolutely it is. absurd. It is. God, I yeah. just like... I just felt like a squirrel, just like squirreling away my money this entire pandemic. I like won't spend money on anything. Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. And um, that's I mean, why it's, our it's good news. <laughs> it's good news that something is coming, but it's bad news because it's not nearly enough and it's taken way too long. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, well, I had something else that I could talk about, but we are getting near that half an hour mark. So I am OK with passing it up. Okay. Sound good? All right. Fine with me. Fine with you. <laughs> it's totally fine with me. I am ready to go make that eggnog for myself. I've drank like 
half my water. That's enough, right? That's plenty. Yeah, I think that's plenty. Totally. All right, everybody. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, not next week, but the week after in the mini episode, go ahead and reach out to us on email at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Oh, and you can also send in your questions to us as well. Can't forget that. You can also direct message us and follow us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can catch us on Twitter at Yamp Podcast. Y A N F podcast. We have a Facebook business and group page. And so I just went on the Facebook group page, I think it was the other day. And we had like 20 requests from people to enter the group. And I was like, oh shit. So I just like went and approved everybody. So I'm so sorry. Facebook does not make it user easy on the the pages it's I just like can't so I had no idea that all of that was even there so I apologize to the people waiting to get in there you're in all right what else um oh on the Facebook business page you can also rate and review us there and if you haven't already go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts as well we appreciate it so much and it helps us so much as well again if you don't already go ahead and listen to us on Radio Public it's a free way for you to listen and it helps us just a little bit. I think I just said that whole last thing in one word. Like just a little bit? No, the whole I was like, it's a free way for you to listen and helps us just a little bit. <laughs> Muscle memory. I know, but I'm like, I have to like enunciate. It's a thing. I like when I'm the so tip you- of the tongue and the T. Yeah. I love unique U- New York. <laughs> red leather yellow leather lavender leather did you ever do the trick in um voiceover class where or did you take voiceover class when you were no, in school I didn't. okay uh-uh. i got to take it twice which made me so happy because that's like my love but i have a trick for everybody hot tip if you stick a wine cork in your mouth and just practice talking with that it makes your lips move more and there's something i can't remember the the reasoning behind it but there are a lot of we times we did that in acting class as well yeah yeah i have a cork by my um by my computer and i actually took a video not long ago because i was waiting for you to pick up on a facetime that just kept like ringing and ringing and i was still kind of doing some like warm up stuff and i looked like a crazy person <laughs> oh, all right well that was a fun little ending with all of that being said we encourage you Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.